Hey yo! Welcome to this I don't what did we talk about? This fresh little wonderful rant about not being sure if you're doing the right thing, which really is the challenge of life. And maybe there isn't a right or wrong, and maybe there really are no decisions that are correct here. And maybe we're all just messing each other up for the good of our own society, for the higher evolution of one another, maybe the pain points and the frustrations and the joy and all of it is meant to just mess us all up enough to move us in the direction that we were always supposed to go. I don't know. I don't know. But I love being able to think about it all the time, obsessively. I really do. I love reading on the subject matter. I love talking about it. I love thinking about it. I love thinking about how everything that I am doing could be messing up my children's life, our life. I really have no idea. None of us do. So the best we can do is just call the shots that we think we know the answer to. And that's what we'll keep on doing. Just calling the shots as we see them. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe, and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine-tune correcting what that looks like and just living and we started out this show you know really thinking that this was going to happen overnight and one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life. And it's all lived out loud. And this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth. So you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there, you will end up lost. You are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, but it's, it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams.
welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And today is no different than any other day, other than... Nope, we're still just doing dreams here. There is no difference. Uh, So let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. I... My great thing is just allowing myself to be human. I think sometimes I can get very rigid on the expectations which I set myself and I have a hard time allowing myself to move outside of those expectations even when necessary. So this weekend, my sister got married and... I wanted to be in a million places because I needed to be in a million places and I had to just say I cannot be in a million places and it's okay. And so first and foremost, my favorite humans on this planet, two of them out of the three, um, were in another country and in another country and not able to see, talk to, connect with. And that was, I didn't think that it would bother me. So I was like, oh, it's okay. But that was so mentally taxing for me. I knew that they were just fine. I knew that they were with family. I I knew, or I assumed, because they didn't really know that they had gotten there okay, that everything was okay. But I wasn't like worried about that. Because I felt like if something had gone wrong, I would know. Um, But I was like deeply sad, lost. I don't know if half of my heart was just gone for the week or spinning around or looking for a purpose. I don't know, but I not being able to connect with them was, I don't know. I can't really even put good words to it, obviously, as I'm trying to. But it was like, I didn't know how to act. So I knew that concerned wasn't the right emotion, but just like There was this feeling of lostness without these people. And so (laughs) when my husband and daughter called me the day that they got home, um, or the day that they got back into the States, I just felt my whole heart like well up with completion. Like, oh, there's the missing piece back to its normal size. And it's a very odd feeling. I don't know that I am even explaining it very well, but that is where I was at. That is what I was feeling. And it was kind of crazy um, to feel that lost without someone. And like, I don't, here's the deal. We were perfectly fine. We were perfectly fine. They were perfectly fine. 
I knew they were perfectly fine. I knew we would be perfectly fine. There was no like fear of any of that. It was just an immense, like lost feeling. So when they came back, everything felt normal, but then it also felt like, okay, now I have seen you on a phone. I have heard your voice, which was reassuring and wonderful. And now I need to get you. I need to, to feel you, to hold you, to hug you, to love you. Um, I need, I need you back. So I'm going to go do that. And there was this moment where I needed to be there for my sister and I needed to be there for, um, my family who was coming home and I needed to be there for my shop. And it was like, okay, on the scale of importance, this is where we rank. First and foremost, this core four period. Second family. So like immediate sisters, brothers, parents, and third shop. And so shop closed early, which I was conflicted with like, oh, I shouldn't. What about these customers? And it's like, what, what about them? Remember when your heart was just aching and torn apart? Waiting to hear from these people, you go to these people, you need to go get them. And then you can come back you can get to all the things that you needed to get to. You can come back and reopen the shop. Whatever you need to do, you can do. But right now, this needs to be your focus. So that was my focus. And then it was shifted to that immediate family. And that was the focus for the next two days. It was just family and the needs of those people that are closest to me. And I think... You know, so often we expect small businesses and business owners and people who are in service to communities and to the public to not have this side of humanness about them. Although it's a very complicated thing because we like the fact that they're human while at the same time have expectations of unhuman characteristics, you know not closing a shop down and keeping it open 24 hours a day so that just in case at 3 a.m. you remember that you forgot to get a gift that they are at your beck and call. Well, that's not realistic. Well, that's why Amazon is so wildly popular and now all of these other e-commerce brands essentially um, are so amazing. That's why. Because at 3 a.m., when you forget, you can experience an unhuman processor to help you fill that need. Because then in your mind, it's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You have a plan and it's over. You don't have to wait until they open at 10. And that is why that works so well. It is. It's wonderful right? You can get whatever you want done, done. Yay. And the world can continue moving at the pace that's required. And we can continue supporting 
non-human things. And like I did some wonderful Amazon shopping and everything that I got was broken, broken. So now, because I bought something online, it did not meet my expectations. It was broke AF. Now I get to go through the wonderful hassle of taking it back. And I understand why it's broke because it was heavy. And I am certain that the people who are supposed to deliver these things in a timely manner do not have room for these things that are this heavy. This is supposed to be a multi-person lift. And I am certain that that person did not have a person to multi-person lift this item up my driveway on to my back deck. Nope. Looked like it was thrown at best. I think it was just like toppled one over the other. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, well, it's me. These, these UPS and FedEx and USPS people are just ridiculous. I think they have ridiculous expectations because the expectations of delivery are not being set by humans. They're being set by computers. And so in a non-human computer component, when you're just punching and crunching numbers based on statistics and statistical analysis, you're not cluing in the fact that these are humans who need to rest and breathe and, and focus, right? So like by their time schedule, you should be able to deliver this many packages. Well, it's not figuring in, and it may be at this point, it actually may be that you know, maybe it gets chased by a dog or, or maybe, you know, today they're just feeling extra winded or maybe all of their packages were double person lifts and they only have the single person. And so it took that much longer to deliver that. Or maybe, and I'm guessing these are all the reasons that they're going on strike because nothing is really being configured by humans anymore. And the pace of delivery and expectation has increased. And who do you think's getting yelled at for that? Well, not Amazon, because who would you yell at? What number are you calling? You're not calling a number. You're not going to be able to get anyone. Even if you try, I need to call to to say like, no, I don't want that refunded to an Amazon account. I want that to go back to the card that I used. But I know that that's going to be a headache and I'm certain that they put up all of these barriers and walls so that it's such a headache that you don't do anything. And then who do you end up taking it out on? Uh, 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 yep, not Amazon, the delivery driver, right? Because the instant thing is to go, oh, well, that was beaten and bruised. That must have been the delivery driver. Sure, they just start throwing packages and don't give a crap. Well, I don't know that I would give all that much crap either. And for what? Well, so you can get your goods faster. So you can fill that need. So you can check that thing off of your list. So you no longer have to worry about it. But we are creating a monster that may very well eat us alive. We become dependent on this thing, this machine. And the people that this machine is putting to work may not want to do that anymore. 
So then they'll get robots that can deliver all of this. And we all see where this is going, but it, it doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, the great thing is being a human and being able to make human decisions. And even if people decide that this is too inhumane, that this human being a human and taking time to be a human is not something that they want to support. They can keep supporting Amazon or Walmart or whomever, because eventually we'll see that this is not a good structure. That it's junk on top of junk. And, and actually, probably eventually we won't see we won't. We'll just keep doing what we do, trying to go faster, trying to collect more. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So that's my great thing. I was just a human. I think it's great. I think it's great that all of these things exist. I really do. I just also think that there is a glaring problem that will arise from all of this. And my hope is that we don't run the very people who could save us from that out of business because we expect them to operate like Amazon. You're not supporting a person. You're supporting a machine. There is no human on the other side of Amazon. Well, there is. And I hope that you enjoy supporting all of his richness. Yay. <laughs> But it's all good. It's all good. But we're going to need humans sometime in the near future. We'll realize how effed up this system is. The system of consumer demand and the cheapness that is the products that we are purchasing. Okay, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. Um, I didn't necessarily mean to go off on that tangent, but what I will say is all of this technology is amazing. It really is. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It, it is a thing. It certainly is. And... Like most things, eventually it's just abused and we are kind of capitalizing on people. People who we tell need these jobs. People who we tell need the next thing, so they better go take this job. And if they leave this job, there really is no other option. There is no better option. There is no future outside of, well, you better keep this job or what will you do? And 
you know, I am grateful that there are unions and all the things structured to help protect them. But even that, I don't know, you know, like it is a crazy world and it is only going to get <laughs> crazier. It's only going to get crazier. Uh, and I think every part of me just wants to like get into this little bubble of existence and just like exist there. <laughs> find a way to not do all the things. And I know, like, Hannah, that's not realistic. You can't not eat at McDonald's or you can't not have your kids eat school lunch or you can't not have your kids have phones. Like, what about the world? What about the way that it works? You can't just do that. Your kids couldn't just not watch TV. And I think a lot about the kids that I knew grew growing up whose parents would have been deemed by my parents and by most of the parents in our community as weird. Like, whoa, they don't watch TV. They just eat food at their house and they have family dinners and they don't do all these normal things. And I'm going to put normal in quotations because like what's normal? You know? What's actually normal? And do we want that? Do we want normal for ourselves? For our kids? Or... Like, why... Why is normal the goal? And you think about how many things you just do because we're quite, kind of at this point of confliction in our lives and the decisions that we're making for our children. And it's just so hard to know what's like, are we just messing these kids up for life? Will they be better off just doing what everyone else is doing? Or do we help protect them from that? Do we keep them in this bubble? Is that something we're allowed to do? Literal discussions about, like, maybe we just don't do the sports thing. You know, like, maybe we just travel instead. Because I think... There's a lot of the world that I would not have gotten to see had I not played athletics. But then I thought about that for a second because that's always been my claim to fame. Like, well, you know, for someone like me from where I'm from, had I not done that, 
I would not have went and seen the things that I saw. And then it hit me this morning that like, I didn't see anything. I saw the insides of gymnasiums. I saw parking lots and bus seats. I saw subways. I mean, like, what did I see? I saw state signs as we crossed them in the bus. No, I didn't see anything. And my husband would have the same experience. Like, he went and obviously traveled for baseball. And they went even more places because in Iowa, you can't really play baseball here for many parts of the um, seasons. So he traveled further, and I remember him being pretty high up in the slow-pitch softball scene. And I remember him being like, I'm not. Because I was like, well, isn't it fun? I mean, you're on vacation. Like, you every weekend you're going somewhere new. Like, isn't that fun? He's like, you aren't going anywhere. Like, you're on a schedule. You have to be somewhere. You have to show up and perform. Like, you're not on vacation. You're not seeing anything. You're going from ball field to hotel. Back to ball field. There is no exploring. You're getting on an airplane. You're flying there. You're driving to the place you're going to play. You're playing and you're getting back on that airplane and you're coming home. And it is work. It's work. And yeah. There are parts of it that were certainly fun. And there are parts of the world that he saw that he wouldn't have been able to see. But you aren't seeing it. So I don't know that that's even valid. So I was like, well, what's of more worth? You know? Like forcing yourself into a structure that you know didn't necessarily help you all that much in life. I mean, certainly did and certainly helped put us exactly where we are now. But like, for what? Wouldn't change it. But would I push my kids to go down that exact same path? I don't know. I don't want to push them anywhere. I want them to lead and us to accommodate. And obviously, we probably can't pull them out of athletics altogether, but can we? That world is so crazy. Like, my kids just want to play. Not get screamed and yelled at. Not feel like their coach hates them, not feel nervous about being committed to multiple things. Like they just want to free flow and play the game and play all the games, you know? And so we have to find structures that allow for that. And if there aren't, if that's not something that exists, 
then we may just end up not doing it. And you know what? They'll be okay. And in our minds, they'll probably end up being better off than being forced to fit this damaging structure and expectation. Like, they just want to play. Hang out with kids that they like. Have fun. Have their parents love them and support them. Have other parents love them and support them. Not, like, be in this constant state of, you know, am I good enough? Is this enough? Am I good? Should I even be here? I don't know. Just this constant unknown. Or, you know, everybody wanting to be the best, the best, and the person that everybody cares about the most. Like, I think if I thought that it mattered... Maybe I would care more, but I just don't think it does. You know, whether my kids go to Juilliard for dance or or, or the University of Oregon for athletics, I don't know, like wherever they end up, their happiness and want to continue whatever they're doing is really all that matters. And I don't know what, what the best decision is. And I think that that's, what's so complicated about life is like, you don't ever know. And so you're just making the best decisions that you can based on the experiences that you've had. And there's a chance there's a chance that our kids end up extremely damaged from this whole experience and then become the parents that are like, well, my parents never blah, blah, blah. And then they end up birthing and having these wonderful children and descendants who, who have more experiences than we allowed for our children. And they become these like beacons of everything that our kids could have been. And, Wow, what a wonderful thing. I don't know how it will all play out. But I do know that I'm trying to get better at reading reality versus my like constant fear of missing out. Like, it's fine. Wherever, however... It's all happening. It's fine. If they miss out on this, it'll be fine. And then there's this constant like clicking in the back of my head, like every year they're getting older. And if they don't set this path for whatever they're trying to do, they're certainly going to miss out. And if you don't have them in X, Y, and Z thing, and they aren't getting looks from X, Y, and Z person, like, If they aren't, they just aren't. That's all. And I just, maybe I'm dumb or whatever, but I just believe in this like synchronicity 
of the universe and whatever you're asking for, if you truly believe that that's where you can get, like it will just happen. Somehow you'll end up there. And I know in my experience, I was very deliberate about what I was asking for. And I let the doubt of everyone around me cloud that belief. And so it was just like, oh, it's already in there. There's no way I can get there. I'm not going to get there. This is a waste of time. I should have just picked a major. Why am I so dumb? Why do I not know that this was all going to come to an end? Like, it doesn't have to. It doesn't. And the only reason that we probably are not pulling our children out of athletics right now is the fact that they are just, like, drawn to them like bugs to a light. And I understand why. Because they're fun. And now our job is protecting those and keeping them fun. Because that really is why we're all here. And making sure that there are environments where they are having fun, where there isn't a tox, a glaring toxicity around what's going on, trying to find drama-free zones in youth athletics seems like a very easy thing to accomplish, but it seems to be difficult. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. It's possible that I'm the problem and maybe our removal is what's most important. Who knows? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.